Good morning. It's another beautiful day in the old Pueblo. And I want to thank you for spending a part of your brunch hour with us on KTDT Tucson, your downtown Tucson community-sponsored rock and roll radio station. On this week's show, we're going to feature a book that came from this show. The book's title is called My Life Along the Streetcar, a collection of interviews, and it's seven stories from our first year on the air that shaped the show, it shaped the vision, and shaped our community. Today is June 19th. It's Juneteenth. It's Father's Day. My name is Tom Heath, and you're listening to Life Along the Streetcar. Each and every Sunday, our focus is on social, cultural, and economic impacts in Tucson's urban core. We shed light on hidden gems everyone should know about. From A-Mountain to U-Arizona and all stops in between, you get the inside track. Right here on 99.1 FM, streaming on downtownradio.org. And if you have it over to your app store or whatever you do on the Google phone and get the Downtown Radio Tucson app, you can take us wherever you go. On the show, you can reach us with the uh, email address contact at lifealongthestreetcar.org. And uh, a lot of people, and I think we prefer if you can reach out to us on Facebook and Instagram. Our website is lifealongthestreetcar.org. It has all of our past episodes as well as some ways to get a hold of us. And uh, our podcast is on uh, all those cool platforms like Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, all those good places you like to find podcasts. Well, it is Juneteenth. This is a new federal holiday being uh, celebrated, uh, recognized tomorrow. It's actually being celebrated today. We did a a feature on this a couple of years ago. And if you head over to that website, I just mentioned in in Google, uh, in the search bar there in in the um, uh, on the show's page, you'll, you'll find Juneteenth. You'll hear our story about a celebration and the history of it. This is a this is an important important recognition of a holiday here in the United States. You probably know the story, but you know the Emancipation Proclamation from President Abraham Lincoln uh, freed the enslaved African Americans on January of 1863. But that did not get to the entire country that day. It took years. And Juneteenth represents the point where a group in, uh, in Texas were informed of this proclamation and set free. It was years later. It was a couple of years later. And that's, um, you know, that, that is why we celebrate Juneteenth. And as of last year, it's been recognized as a federal holiday. So people uh, will have tomorrow off banks and such. So happy Juneteenth, happy Freedom Day, and it's also Father's Day, so all kinds of celebrations happening. On the show, we have a celebration happening, and I thought today, rather than have a an exciting, fascinating guest come in and, and talk to us about amazing things happen in our urban core, I'd rather regale you stories about my success uh, and my excitement of writing a book We've, we've talked about it a couple times on the show, but we've never really featured it. Thought today would be the day. I am not a father of biological children, but I am a father of a book. And it was, uh, it was a painstaking process, believe it or not. The book is called My Life Along the Streetcar, a collection of interviews. The, the concept came out of, of COVID, of course. We weren't doing anything and thought we weren't uh, having too many shows, doing too many interviews. Let's, let's get this information out in a different way. And so I thought, let's write a book. And the, the bulk of this book would be 
transcripts from the show's guests. And then we started kind of plotting out what this looks like. And keep in mind, we've been on the air for almost five years now. We've got over 200 episodes. We've talked to 175 individual guests. So we had a lot of content. And that book was going to be like a 1,000 pages. So we decided, you know what, let's kind of break this down. Let's focus on that first year. We started in October of 2017, the first 12 months of that. We had about 60 shows, uh, uh, 50 to 60 shows, somewhere in there. I don't remember. Um, and the um, uh, what stories stood out. So we talked to a couple of people that have helped me with the show over the years. Uh, my partner in this, his name is James Portis. He is the um, the man behind the scenes. He is the one that will uh, make sure that the radio show turns into a podcast and gets in all the appropriate places. Uh, he is also a photographer and um, a web designer, all kinds of skill sets. So he helped with the layout of the book. And he, he, uh, he and I came up with the, the content and the vision. We decided we're going to tell the story of why we tell the story. The, the book became uh, seven featured stories from 2017 and 2018 that really highlighted why I wanted to do the radio show Life Along the Streetcar. And we went uh, into those transcripts, pulled out a good chunk of those, edited them up with uh, the help of a local editor, and um, contacted each one of these guests, went back to them and kind of got updated information. In some cases were relevant. We went out and took pictures and added to the, uh, the story that was there. And then James did the hard part of putting it all together in this beautiful format. We launched, uh, we, uh, we, we, uh, we launched this really in, tw- in earnest in 2021, think, and I personally thought it was going to take a couple months, and it, and it took over a year. We finally got the book in the format that we wanted and was delivered to us in April. We have been then since kind of figuring out how do we then get this book out and into the world, and we still don't quite know how to do that yet, but we're making, we're making some progress. The book is called My Life Along the Streetcar, a collection of interviews, and I, I got to tell you, it was um, challenging to put together, but to hold something in your hands that you created like that. It's just a wonderful, wonderful feeling, and I'm so so appreciative of of James and his efforts to make this happen. Our cover art is by a local artist named Julie Bonner. Um, you know, we we've really kind of been that quintessential local book and focused on those local topics. The seven stories we decided to share. We have Steve Farley telling us the history of the streetcar. We chose the streetcar as the theme of the show for a reason. And we explain that reason in the book. And uh, Steve Farley gives us a good overview as to how the streetcar got from an idea that was fought among uh, our citizens to to bring to fruition and and how it actually came to be. So we started that the story with that. And then then we discussed the um, the importance of some key places here in Tucson, one of which is Mission Garden. We have featured them numerous times on the show because within the the several acres of that confined space at the base of a mountain volunteers are recreating the agricultural history that is making tucson such a special place we know there's a a history of of thousands of years tens ten thousand plus years of of people using this region using the santa cruz as their home and for the last 4200 years there's evidence that it's been an uninterrupted period of agricultural history uh, and development. 
the volunteers with Inside of Mission Garden are recreating that. And that really is a, um, it's just the, the perfect story. It was the very first story we told on the show for a reason. And it not only tells about the commitment of volunteers to our community, it not only highlights the 4,200 years worth of agricultural history, it's become a symbol of a sustainable model uh, of how to use local grains, local ingredients to create local products. You know, you just heard last week that um, um, Don Guerra from Barrio Bread was announced as a James Beard winner, not, not just a finalist, but a winner of that prestigious award. And a lot of it has to do with his use of locally sourced ingredients. And that is the, 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 uh, the value proposition of a place like Mission Garden. When we got the City of Gastronomy designation, uh, I think it was in 2017, but a few years ago, a large part of the reason why was because of the work done with inside of Mission Garden and those volunteers. So we thought we had to share that story. It was the first one we did on the show, and it was a big part of the book. We went back out. We talked to Roger Pfeiffer, who was our, our guest on the show when it aired, and got an updated tour. We saw some really cool things happening. We got some beautiful, beautiful photos, and they're all captured within the book. Well, we're going to take a really quick break here, and when we come back, we'll share the, the other five components of the book and uh, why I think this is a, an important piece of work, not just because I was involved with it, but because of the stories that it tells. But I do want to remind you that you are currently listening to the radio show Life Along the Streetcar on Downtown Radio 99.1 FM and available for streaming on downtownradio.org. This podcast is sponsored by the Mortgage Guidance Group and Nova Home Loans. If you enjoyed this podcast, keep listening or head over to lifealongthestreetcar.org for all of our past episodes, current events, and things to do while visiting Tucson. Tom Heath, NMLS number 182420. Nova, NMLS number 3087. BK number 0902429. Equal housing opportunity. Welcome back. If you're just joining us, uh, normally we have an exciting guest, uh, someone who's having a huge impact in our urban core, doing amazing things. And today we uh, we decided not to do that. And, and you're stuck with me uh, telling you the story of the book we just created. And um, truthfully, though, I think it's a good piece of it's a good piece of work. It's not just. Um, a vanity project that I did. It is something that highlights seven key stories of how this show came to be and why we're still doing it after after five years. Um, and the, the stories that we chose were were emblematic of the reason we started the radio show to begin with, and they were also influential in giving us direction as to where we would go with, with the show. And most importantly, these were entities that are important in Tucson for a variety of reasons. We chose seven topics that ranged all the way from Mission Garden at the base of A Mountain all the way to the University of Arizona. And we told the story before the break of, of Mission Garden. And then the, the book covers um, the Presidio Museum 
and again, this is a frequent topic on the show, so it's probably no surprise to you how, how much we love that place. But being Father's Day and, you know, the founder of that, of that uh, Spanish mission, the, uh, the Presidio, the Spanish Presidio, uh, was James uh, Hugo, a man named Hugo O'Connor, or Hugo O'Connor is the, I believe the Spanish would, would call, uh, call him. And he is considered the father of Tucson. You know, now we know the, the area has been around for 10,000 years, but this, this European version of Tucson, this more modern version, um, uh, happened in the late 1700s. And it was at the foundation of the, uh, the Presidio of San Agustin. So today being Father's Day, we also celebrate the father of Tucson, uh, Hugo Okinor. We told that story and have some beautiful photos. James captured a great photo of the cannon that fires it. The cannon is what, what really led me to want to do a radio show when I found out that, that, that there's a cannon that fires off on second Saturdays. And, and, and after being in Tucson for 20 years, I did not know that. Uh, it started me on this quest that ended up being the radio show. And James went out and got a beautiful photo of them on a second Saturday reenactment of that cannon firing. Uh, we, we also, you know, as we move sort of down the streetcar route, uh, we, we tell important stories of Imago Day. It's a middle school um, in downtown Tucson that has an extremely successful graduation rate. Their students go on to a 95 plus percent graduation rate in high school, the highest in Pima County by far. They do this with, uh, without federal or state monies for the large part, and they do it with a population that is largely made up of refugees and can be a, um, uh, English can be a challenging language for them. So not only are they having success in, in school, they're also helping them have success in, uh, in our community. And this school is focused on all of the, uh, the, the family aspects, not just the academics. So we had to, we had to feature uh, that, that story in there. You know, we go over towards um, 4th Avenue and we share the story of the Food Conspiracy Co-op. You know, they're right in the middle of a, of a huge expansion, uh, decades in the same location, and bringing fresh quality food to the urban core was, was their mission to do it in a cooperative way, starting in a parking lot and then later taking over the building. It was a story we, we, we felt we had to tell. We thought it was very influential in the community development and also a great example of this, this vision over time coming from idea to implementation. And now, uh, after doing the original story, we had a chance to go back and find out about their huge expansion uh, as they're moving uh, to the east on property that they own. They're, they're expanding the building, opening up a, a new entrance, providing more uh, opportunities for people to learn about their efforts and sustainability so we had to share that story. Got some great photos in there of the staff working as well. And because we talked about the, uh, the co-op, we also mentioned the things on 4th Avenue like Bocker Bocker, who uh, the cider tap room only one in Tucson. It's on 4th Avenue, and, and we got to talk with them. So we put a little, little expert in there, a little excerpt in there about them. Uh, not a huge feature, but enough to wet the whistle, so to speak, get, get your appetite a little wet there. And then uh, Pop Cycle next door and, uh, and Surly Wench with, um, uh, with, with again, smaller, smaller features uh, or smaller articles, not full features like we did for the, the co-op. But in each one of these stories, I thought we were pretty smart. We put QR codes in, uh, embedded into the, uh, the text so that you could actually, you know, if you're reading it, 
just pick up your phone, scan that QR code, and it would take you over to uh, the, the stories uh, that we, we shared on the air and the interview itself. So it's, it's actually like an, <clears throat> it's like an interactive book. So you know, we're kind of cool that way. And then we kept going along, and, and uh, you know, Louise Fukar Marshall, that story just amazed me that this, this woman, one of the first uh, professors, female professors at the University of Arizona, ends up buying all the land outside of the university, creates what we now know as Main Gate Square, philanthropic, gives so much money back to the community, and a name that we, we didn't hear a lot about. So we were excited to share her story. Uh, of Louise Fukar Marshall and how it became the Marshall Foundation and the impact that over a hundred years later she is still having in our community because of her vision in the early 1900s. And then we tell the story of the USS Arizona Mall Memorial, which to me is one of the biggest uh, hidden gems along the streetcar route because it's it's the outline of the entire USS Arizona ship. It's done in, in, in curbing that's about six inches wide. And so unless you're aware of it, you walk over it without really understanding what that is. But once you see it in its full spectrum and you realize that from that cactus garden on the um, U of A mall all the way up to the um, uh, Old Main that that whole area is is basically the size of the USS Arizona. It's a huge footprint. And you get to feel that and walk that. And if you weren't paying attention, you'd walk right over it. But you would see the, the memorial with the 1,177 medallions representing the sailors uh, and Marines who lost their life on the USS Arizona as part of uh, uh, the, uh, the Pearl Harbor invasion. And we... Uh, got some really great updated photos of that site, and the book is um, is filled with those. So it's called My Life Along the Streetcar, a collection of interviews, and I'm super excited to share it, not just because I get to say I wrote a book, which is actually kind of pretty cool, but also because I get to say that I talk to these amazing people, these influencers, these these creators these visionaries took time to share their stories with me. The volunteers that are recreating this history, the volunteers that are keeping this history alive. Uh, you know, Jane McCollum over at the Marshall Foundation, who's got a lot on her plate, took time to share the story of Louise Fukar Marshall and the history of that foundation. That, to me, is what's so uh, humbling, is that people will, will take the time to share that for us here on the show and, uh, and then we got to categorize it there in the book. So if you want a copy of it, you can head over to our website, lifealongthestreetcar.org, if you want to pick one up. I'd highly encourage you, though, maybe to go to the uh, Presidio Museum or Mission Garden. We donated several books to each group there, and they're going to keep all of those profits. Uh, if you come to our website, you can certainly get a copy, uh, but you got to pay shipping fees and all that stuff. So you might be better off just going to one of these other locations and exploring them. Uh, and we'll uh, uh, use those funds then that they can use those funds to further their mission. We'd really like you uh, to do that. We'll have them available in bookstores and a few other places in the near future. We're just kind of getting that uh, marketing up and running. Uh, but a huge shout out to uh, James Portis. Once again, he was the, the person that really kind of drove this effort. Uh, it, my name is the author of the book, but it doesn't happen without all of the people uh, stepping forward and, and helping with the um, 
uh, the logistics and the foundation, and that was uh, that was James Portis, wonderful photographer here in Tucson, and it was fun to display his work. And in the back, just so you know, uh, we do have his bio, along with Julie Bonner, who did our cover art, and more about each of them, uh, so that you can get a sense of of the three of us that really kind of worked together to bring this book uh, into the public there. Well, I appreciate you sort of bearing with me as I ramble on about this, but it was a, a, a great project to work on. And I, and I feel like for the people that gave us those interviews, for James, for Julie, and for myself, it was appropriate to spend a little time here on the show and, uh, and discuss it. The book is called My Life Along the Streetcar, a collection of interviews. It's available on our website, lifealongthestreetcar.org, also available currently at the Presidio Museum Mission Gardens, and soon it'll be at Pop Cycle and bookstores all over the place. So pick up a copy and um, you know spread the word about how cool downtown radio is and the uh, importance of, of having a forum like downtown radio for us to share all this information. Well, my name is Tom Heath, and you are listening to the radio show called Life Along the Streetcar. We're on downtown radio. FM, and we are available for streaming on downtownradio.org. This podcast is sponsored by the Mortgage Guidance Group and Nova Home Loans. If you enjoyed this podcast, keep listening or head over to lifealongthestreetcar.org for all of our past episodes, current events, and things to do while visiting Tucson. Tom Heath, NMLS number 182420. Nova. NMLS number 3087, BK number 0902429, Equal Housing Opportunity. All right, enough about me. Thank you for uh, indulging me if you are still listening or if you, you got tired of the sound of my voice and and maybe I uh, went back to some replays of uh, DJ Bank and the Art of Easing that you may have saved. I don't blame you for that. But please uh, keep in mind, Downtown Radio is a fabulous forum. It, it allows us to share stories that you might not hear other places. And it allows us to share music you might not hear other places. So head over to our website, downtownradio.org. Check out all the lineups. I'm sure you tuned in Sunday morning to listen to Mr. Nature and Little Leaf Radio. And then you heard DJ Bank with the art of easing. You're like, man, I'm going to stick around. And now you got uh, Life Along the Streetcar. And you're fo- we're going to follow this up with uh, Ted Brzezelski's Words and Work. He talks to writers and members of the labor movement here in Tucson. Top of the hour with Ty Logan, Heavy Mental, and then back into music. Uh, and that's just Sunday. we got shows throughout the week that uh, we are super proud of. All the DJs put in and volunteer their time to put together great, great shows. Uh, if you want to hear someone other than my voice, if you, there's somebody out there we should be talking about that's doing great things in the urban core, please let us know. That email address, once again, is contact at lifealongthestreetcar.org or you can hit us up on the social media platforms and maybe uh, um, uh, Instagram and Facebook. Those are are the two places where you can tag us if there's something that we should be aware of. Starting to get a lot more feedback on the show from the general public and, and people telling us 
who we should talk to and why. And that, that is very, very helpful because uh, after 200 and this is episode 207. So as you get into these episodes, it, it becomes a little bit harder sometimes to go out and, and, uh, and find the time to, to get great stories. So when you, when you tell us what we should be talking about, that makes it a lot, a lot easier for us. Uh, next week, we're going to talk with the, uh, the head of the uh, city high school here in Tucson. He's entering his last year. And uh, Brett's going to take some time and talk with us about um, the impact of that school. We, in the book, I mentioned Imago Day, which is a middle school, and they're doing fantastic things. Well, right around the corner from them on Pennington is City High. And they are also doing amazing things. I just recently toured that facility and was just completely impressed with uh, how they're putting everything together and, and uh, doing this in the middle of the, the urban core. So that'll be on, uh, on next Sunday's show. And then as we uh, kind of wind to the end here, I'm hoping to thank all of the, uh, the dads out there. Congratulations to you for Father's Day. And I uh, hope you maybe had a chance to listen to Mr. Nature this morning. I'm sure he had a great um, celebration of, of all, the, all the, the papa leafs, I think he would call them, uh, out there. But it is Father's Day, so thank you to all the, the dads that make things uh, a click out there. It's Juneteenth. Celebration of freedom. I'm not sure there's much better to celebrate than that, but Juneteenth is a celebration of freedom. You can uh, learn more about that holiday. We uh, we did a story on it prior to it being a federal holiday a few years ago, and uh, got some great input there from from the community. Well, we're gonna take you out today with uh, some music that I think is appropriate. We always try to find a song that ties into the theme of the show or the. The um, the artist that's uh, represented, and since today was about a book, we thought we'd leave you with music today about a book. This is going to go back to 1980. Uh, this is a uh, uh, little little blues here. I think DJ Bank would would approve of this. This is from uh, Betty Carter and uh, the Ray Bryant Trio. It's from a 1980 album called Social, and. Uh, and the song is called I Could Write a Book. Well, I appreciate again you uh, listening to me today. My name is Tom Heath. I hope you have a great week and uh, tune in next Sunday for some more Life Along the Streetcar. Now, let's hear Betty Carter and I Could Write a Book. Have a great Sunday. Happy Father's Day. Happy Juneteenth. <laughs>